This is the Tuesday, April 6th edition of the Daily Wager podcast. We're talking NBA and baseball, and we'll also recap last night's national championship game. So settle in. We'll get you in and out in under 10 minutes and everything you need to know for today. Welcome to the Daily Wager podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app. I'm Doug Kazarian, joined by Tyler Fulgham. And Tyler, uh, really no one was beating Baylor last night, given how hot they were shooting. No, I mean, from from the jump, I think they had, you know what, 12-point lead, something like that, just a few minutes into the game. And Gonzaga was game to try and, and make it a, uh, a close game. They tried to keep cutting it inside that 10 number, but uh, Baylor always had an answer. Jared Butler with 20-7 and seven and uh, just a dominant performance on the offensive glass as a whole. They were the better team last night, and uh, there was no fluke about that victory. Yeah, you mentioned it from the opening tip, that first possession vital with a few offensive rebounds, then you get the three-pointer to start, and that set the tone. Baylor, whether it be they didn't have to go to overtime with UCLA on on Saturday, whatever reason it was, they had the edge, and uh, they hit the big shots, 10 of 23 from downtown, Gonzaga just 5 of 17, and uh, we all liked the Bears and the points, some Mm -hmm. firmer than others, and, um, you know, an amazing run by Gonzaga, no doubt. But uh, the undefeated season was for not. And uh, Baylor was the school that captured the first ever championship, uh, men's championship, that is, in school history. And a little housekeeping. Yes, Baylor gets the outright win. And um, the it does amazingly stay under, uh, which was a little drama at the end with the reserves in there. They had a chance, but it lands 156, falling under 159, give or take a half point here and there. But... Let's get into tonight's plays, and why don't you start us off in the NBA? Yeah, I really like the uh, Philadelphia 76ers only laying one and a half, two on the road right now against the Boston Celtics. Joel Embiid did not play in their last game, which they subsequently lost to the Memphis Grizzlies, but uh, he will be in uniform against the Celtics in this one. He came back on Saturday against the T-Wolves, and that was his first game after his uh, prolonged absence. He played 20 eight minutes, I believe, in that game and scored 24 points, um, had eight rebounds, got to the free throw line 17 times. So he immediately was back in MVP form. We can expect with the, you know, the, the three days rest that Embiid's minutes will bump up a little bit over the 30 minute mark. And um, the, the Boston Celtics just don't have an answer for him. Uh, when they have their full starting lineup together this season, when they have Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, Danny Green, Tobias Harris, and Joel Embiid, they, they've quite literally been uh, the best team in all of the NBA in terms of win percentage, even better than the Utah Jazz with their starting five together. So they will have those pieces in place tonight. They're uh, the number two team defensively in the NBA in defensive rating. Boston has just be- become a mediocre team somehow this year under Brad Stevens. They're 17th in defensive rating. They're 12th in offensive rating. They can't seem to get out of their own way. Um, they won't have an answer for Embiid in the low block. As much as I love Robert Williams, he won't have the strength to deal with um, Joel Embiid. So um, with the defensive effort that they can put forth as a five-man unit, Philadelphia, the overall season-long struggles that um, have hel- held the Celtics kind of grounded this year, I think one and a half, two points, just not enough for a, a 76ers team that has demonstrated it's demonstrably better than the uh, Celtics this year when both are fully healthy. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, I'm on the Sixers as well. Uh, do not as firm as you, but I, I like your side there as well. In terms of marquee games, I'll just go to the late game with Milwaukee and Golden State. 
Basically, I like this Bucks team to score points. I think uh, the Golden State defense has been suspect. Steve Kerr's been pretty disappointed. He's said the word humiliated after, the, obviously, the beatdown by the Raptors the other night. I believe it was on Friday night. So uh, there's a couple of interesting matchups. I-, I would like the first half team total over for Milwaukee. 61-ish uh, is the play. I just feel like that offense, especially in the second quarter when Steph Curry goes to the bench, will have its way. So uh, I this Bucks team at full strength will be bombing threes. And uh, it's hard not to like them against this Golden State defense that has been pretty shaky of late. So if you can get it, get it. Uh, team total is what I prefer to go because you just never know with Steph and those. But I, I would lay it uh, the first half number if I had to as well. Yeah, I, I do like Milwaukee to, to score a lot in that game. Uh, subsequently kind of tailing your logic there, I think Giannis is in line for a big game. So if you look at some of his player point props or his point plus assist plus rebounds, I think he's going to have a full stat line in this matchup. And if you get a number you like, I, w- I would jump on that because I do think Milwaukee's going to score and Giannis is going to be a focal point of that. Great, and you have another prop for us here. Speaking of points, assists, and rebounds, Doug, we uh, we know the LA Lakers are not in good shape right now. The same can be said for the Toronto Raptors, too. Those two teams um, meeting today in a uh, a game that is uh, that might be ugly in terms of its aesthetic. We know on the Toronto side, Kyle Lowry is out, and we just learned this morning that Fred Van Vliet is out. So we know that most of the offense is going to be focused on one guy, and that's Pascal Siakam. Uh, right now, Caesars William Hill, I can get his points plus assists plus rebounds at 36 and a half, and I will go over that because the Lakers, despite still having the number one defensive rating in the NBA, we know that is not where they rank without LeBron James and Anthony Davis on the floor. And Andre Drummond, he might, might not play, still had his, you know, his toe is still bothered after getting a big toenail ripped off in his debut with the Lakers. So even if he is out on the floor again, Conditioning's probably not all there. He won't be playing big minutes and have a big impact. So I don't know who wins this game because both teams are just so bad right now and so compromised in terms of the ro- in terms of the roster. But I know we can focus a lot of the usage, a lot of the shot attempts, a lot of the rebounds on the Toronto side towards Pascal Siakam. He will play 35, 37, 38 minutes in this matchup as long as it's not a blowout one way or the other. And I do not expect it to be that. So 36 and a half with his two other principals on the shelf, Kyle Lowry and Fred Van Vliet. I think that's too low for points plus assists plus rebounds for Siakam against a defense that he should have no trouble taking advantage of without LeBron and AD. You know, I'm so torn here um, because I was mentioned it on Friday's podcast. I want to bet against the Lakers every time, Um, (laughs) every single time without LeBron and AD. But without that backcourt of Lowry and Van Vliet, I'm a little reluctant here. I think the line's about right. Uh, but if you want to keep fading them, like Friday, look, they played amazing, right? Had all the threes. Kuzma was incredible. They go into Sacramento and win. But I said, even if they win, just go the next game and play it again because they'll lay an egg. And certainly they did that on Sunday against the Clippers. So they probably come to play a little bit. I think Schroeder's probably going to have a big game. I, I don't know. Uh, I, I would just, if you want, like Toronto. But I am going to the over in the Bulls-Pacers game. Uh, 226 and a half. Basically, the Chicago team, you add Vucevic is all on the over kind of with offense and the defense, right? The lack of defense with Vucevic, the over. I think Pacers will get up and down a little bit more polish uh, offensively in the second half of the season since the All-Star break. So I think this one gets the over. Uh, so I'll, I'll play that one. It's kind of like my official second play. Do you got anything else, else to round us out? Yeah, I do have something in the uh, in the bigs, uh, Doug. The Nats will appear, finally make their season debut against the Atlanta Braves. 
And I can get the Nats run line at plus 160. So that means they got to win by at least two runs against the Atlanta Braves. And they have their ace, Max Scherzer, on the bump. Since they haven't yet played a game this year, Scherzer hasn't yet started. So this is an opening day assignment against the number four starter for the Atlanta Braves and Drew Smiley. So the Braves are a good team. And Juan Juan Soto, we don't know if he's going to be in or out of the lineup as he's been day-to-day here with an injury. Hopefully he is able to play because that obviously makes the Nats offense much better. But they do have some right-handed bats that can do damage against um, Drew Smiley, a lefty. He's not an imposing one either. And with Scherzer as the starter on the other bump, I think it's going to be a, a, a rough day, at least for the first six or seven innings for the Braves offense to put some runs on the board. So get a fast start against Smiley, get out to that, you know, three, four run lead for the Nats and give Max Scherzer some support. And I love that price. I love that return. Plus 160 for the Nats backed by Max Scherzer to win by two runs against the Atlanta Braves. Oh, by the way, the Atlanta Braves team that was swept by the Philadelphia Phillies to open the season. So they've gotten off to a slow start. I think we have a spot here where we get a really good price on uh, on one of the best pitchers in Major League Baseball, Max Scherzer. Sounds good. Uh, it is interesting to see this schedule unfold. Obviously, we've had the COVID situation with Washington, but, you know, we pick our spots, move forward. Um, good to see the baseball season is officially back with DeGrom getting no run support bullpen blowing his game and uh it's off and running right so it does feel like home again uh, yes it does <laughs> i did like it a little bit there but uh in terms of yesterday's game with the mets and all right man well that's gonna do it for this pod uh good stuff as always tyler we are focusing much more on baseball and the nba now with college basketball in our rear view mirror so that'll do it under 10 minutes as promised please do us a favor don't forget to rate review and subscribe uh, it helps us out a lot Obviously, uh, that's how we pay the bills, so to speak. We'll be back with you guys tomorrow.